Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spooky episode around the campfire of Is this place haunted? I think it is. It definitely is. Um, definitely is this time round. I'll tell you. If nothing else, your nostrils were haunted. Did that was that really heavy nostrily? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> I know. No, you were ill. <laughs> oh god, they were haunted actually. Yeah. And apologies mm-hmm. to all our listeners. Um, basically, I came down with. I don't know, like every illness that's going, like in the space of two days, just because I left the house. I'm not kidding. It was so bad. It was like COVID. And then I had a little bit of what I thought was gallstones attacking me again. And then, oh. oh. Nightmare. There's all these horrible viruses going about at the moment. Um, glad you recovered. We were both under the weather actually the last couple of weeks, weren't we? So much need break. We're back. And, um, I have a spooky story, a real life spooky thing that happened at work. Oh my God. I can't wait to hear this. Okay. Picture it. Sicily, 1921. No, picture it. We're on the ward. We're on a, we're on a psychiatric ward. So we've got two locked doors to come into that you need a staff pass to scan. Every single thing in that building is designed to be suicide proof. So, Doors are very, very heavy. They can't stay stay like wedged open for that reason. So people can't use them to use ligatures on and stuff like that. Um, the doors are like reinf- like got reinforced. I don't even think it's glass. Like I think it's like plastic windows so that they can't use it to smash, things like that. I'm just doing this to set the scene for what happens because it makes it 10 times creepier. So everything is designed to be very durable or collapsible, can't cause harm to people. And one of the nursing staff was like doing checks on people walking down the ward and she heard this really sudden like massive bang. So she initially thought it was somebody in the toilet falling. 
So she went to go and check in the toilet. It was dark. No one was there. She was like, oh. And then she went into our sensory room, which is locked. Um, we need staff to get in. And it's got like a comfy beanbag chair and stuff like that. And it's just kind of for people to go and unwind. And that has like a locked door, like a normal door with like a wee window pane. And then there's a door to the a window to the outside once you're in. So that door was locked. Nobody was inside it. That window was completely smashed. Wow. The massive bang whilst no one was there. Oh my God. So like a proper... She heard it. Like she heard the bang and she was there like, but thought it came from the bathroom next door and there was no one there. That's so weird. And it's not even like glass that you can easily break, like I said, because it's, yeah, it's like be breakable. Oh my god! So is there? There's there's no cameras in those rooms or anything like that. There's a camera. You can see her. You can see it happening. And you can walk over and you can see her. Like, what the fuck? Oh my god! So they've actually got the footage of it as well. Yeah. <gasps> so it just like smashes. It's just like this bang, and you can see her like that, and then you can see her going to the bathroom and like the, the wee pain at the end there's no one there oh, that's so freaky and like we were trying to rationalize because we were like oh if it's an outside window could it maybe be a temperature thing but like it was the middle of the day like the ward's roasting <laughs> but even if it was a temperature thing perspex like, it shouldn't color. it shouldn't be like that no so um yeah we've got a ghosty no wonder is that ward is is it pretty freaky at times? Like, is it, or is it like too modern, or what? Do you, how do you feel not about modern? It? Is not it not modern? It used to be, I believe, like an elderly kind of ward. Oh, where it came out, I think it's pretty old to be honest. But it doesn't ever feel creepy. But it's probably because there's always all these people there when I'm there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'd love be to be chilling there in the middle of the night. I'm not gonna lie. God, have you ever done a night shift in there? No. Hallelujah. <laughs> I remember um my former partner said that um on her her ward and stuff, like the the nighttime in the in the ward it was like weird. Mm-hmm. Total different atmosphere. I mean, I think the older hospitals are a bit eerie anyway, but she used to go on about remember, what's the thing that you call it? The sludge is it sludge room or what's it called? The sluice. The sluice room, yeah. I'm sure she had a story about going in there one time as well. Like I know you mentioned your one with this someone went in and they weren't there or whatever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but i do think there's something that's kind of why i always get excited to go to a hospital as well because i think it, it's so like all the stuff that's going on it must have so much memory and like energy and energy yeah 100 percent. but i like i had asked before obviously being being who we are i was like is there any ghosts here and nothing <laughs> was ever really said nobody really they said it's creepy at night but like blah blah um I heard um a story about another hospital in the area that's like it's that's the one I put on our Instagram like is this place on Aiden everyone voted yes remember that one <laughs> mm-hmm. really really old building and apparently like it, like there's all these weird noises of people walking about and knocking stuff over and there's no there's no patients in it anymore when hauntings like that do happen do you think it is like residual or do you think it is someone that can't leave? Or like a 
was it or visitation rather than residual i really don't know because it's first time anything like that's happened on the board that i'm aware of um definitely in the other hospital i was just talking about like one of my like consultants we were chatting about it and he was telling me like when he first started doing psych training in like the 80s or 90s like single mothers would be placed into asylums for being wayward women fuck's sake and like you're like for fuck's sake but then they were medicated and around people who were actually unwell so they themselves also became unwell and it's just like that's your life sentence pretty much that's you in and out of the system and so there's probably a lot of like energy bad you know negativity there but on that happy note yeah they're my words haunted yeah that's great news babes i love it <laughs> <You're> <laughs> like, <"What's that laughs> yeah. um anyway yeah so i'll tell you what happened the other night there though to me and mum which was kind of weird i'm like i'm fully and i never texted you about it um because i was gonna so there's definitely something here i think in mum's house it's like in visitation for sure but i think when we i think it's like i genuinely now think it's a relative because i've noticed okay. When we when we're talking about family matters, um, and I'm sure the night when I saw that thing that everyone like, well, like I've showed everyone like a million times. I think we were talking about family stuff that night as well. But me and Mum were downstairs watching TV, and I think she'd like muted it or whatever, and we were talking some family stuff. Um, and then there was like a break, and I just quickly looked at my phone, and then upstairs we heard what I thought. You know how you get those like sticky raised, um, you know the get your razors and you can like sucker them onto the wall oh, so yeah. i've got one of those sometimes that falls off and falls in the bath and i'm like oh, fuck thing and i get a wee fright in that um so something that sounded excuse me really clattery like that it was and it was so startling that normally my mom doesn't even look up from like the telly or whatever but she was like she was like can you go see what that was that sounded really really loud and I went upstairs and checked all around, checked in my room, checked in the other rooms and stuff in the office. And I was like, I'm convinced it's in the bathroom or it was must because it sounded like that. Nothing. Oh. Nothing at all. And like, I couldn't even see what it was. Um, There was nothing on the floor. There was nothing. There was nothing in the sink. There was nothing anywhere, really. And both the cats were asleep. So, yeah. I basically think that this house is sometimes... Mm, but it depends on the subject matter. You know what I mean? Does it? So would there be less or more activity depending on what you talk about? Well, more. Because right. and I think this is something that's followed us through life. Because I think I've said in previous episodes and earlier episodes, when remember when me and mum used to, like we had an argument when I was young in the old house and stuff and mum was convinced that she heard someone go, like, Lauren, like that. Yeah. I think there's like when moments get tense, like family members step up and are more like audible. I don't know, but we definitely were speaking about family when that thing happened. So oh, weird. I think it, I don't I, if you will find out what the what noise was, if even will or. I will not now. I don't think I what because I because I, I even looked in here and I was like, the problem is the house is cluttered at the moment because obviously all my shit's still here, <laughs> but it just wasn't obvious. So I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm so tempted, and I was gonna say this to mum not do a Ouija board here but obviously not but like do like a little like spiritual session do you know what I mean what do you think do you no. a spirit box. could do a spirit box because remember that time we did it before you went to New Zealand and I was here and it was like really really responsive yes the name Brendan came up remember 
Yeah. So weird. But anyway, um, so yeah, I, I'm considering doing something like that here because the night that I saw um the night that I was left alone, do you remember that? Like I remember feeling like see when my mum's here, the house is really like happy and like normal and like warm and stuff. But that particular night as well, my mum wasn't here for a few hours, which is unheard of. Um and the house felt really eerie and it's such a small house it's like you know what I mean so totally anyway I actually have one more story that I forgot I forgot to even tell anyone I think I've blocked it out a little bit I the other night I think it was last night was a like do you know when you're like cozy in bed and you're just like realizing how cozy in bed you are and you're like I love bed yeah and I, I was like, had my hot water bottle behind me, and I was like, ah. Uh. In my ear, I heard Olivia. <gasps> really? Yes. I like. I have one hundred percent blocked this out. I was lying on my left side, in my right ear, I hear Olivia. And like, I actually didn't look around straight. Like, turned around, and there, there was nothing there. Well, I would hope not. I, I obviously wasn't bothered because I fell asleep like two minutes after. Do you think you were half asleep? No, because I was like, do you know what? Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> I'd rather that. That's better. Was this at we'll your parents? Was this at your parents' house or at your here? Oh, that's a bit freaky, babes. Mm. I, I, and I can remember being like, should I look or should I not look? That would be, and I, I, I leave for a couple of minutes, and then I was, and then I t- kind of turned around and looked. So, yeah, I, let's go with I was half asleep. I'm going with that. That's yeah. less scary. Yeah, definitely. Maybe you just sort of because I've definitely been, in fact, on Saturday when I was kind of half hallucinating and stuff like that. I, like weird stuff was happening when I was in bed. Um, oh my gosh! Yeah. By the way, do you ever do that? Like when you're like, because I do, I do know what you mean. Like sometimes that does happen to me. This didn't feel like that, but I'm just gonna go with it. But sometimes when I'm journaling in bed and I've like half fallen asleep, I write the most random shit because I'm like really? in a half asleep. Yeah, so I'm in like a half asleep state. So I'm like, I'm kind of journaling what I'm dreaming. That's kind of cool though. Yeah. So I wake up and I'll be like, why was I writing about a park? <laughs> Or like got to go for a lunch at this time. <laughs> like it's so random. It's so random. I can't believe I did that. That is weird. I haven't started journaling yet at all. I need to start properly. I uh, I got you one. <gasps> I got you one for twenty twenty four. Did you? I did. It's one I made. Oh, I hope it's like I, th- I hope you like hold it up and it's like hot topics. I'm just like, do you want to see it? Well, I don't know. Are we, we going to see each other before Christmas? Is it is it Crimby present? Um, it was just a life present, but oh well, yeah, we'll show me please. Thanks, babe. By the time this comes out, I got Emma one too for her birthday, but she'll have had it by the time this comes out. Yeah, you're such a good friend. Thank you so much. <laughs> You know what? I love a diary. I love journaling, but there's certain things I want in it, so I'll just make it. So it's like, oh, <gasps> oh my god, babes, that's gorgeous, isn't it? And this is the back, <gasps> babes. That's so nice. And then I it's gonna be like three, 
every month if anyone wants to buy it it's on amazon um <laughs> if anyone wants to buy it yeah it's under me on amazon <laughs> it's a really pretty hard cover so like you start with goal setting for the, the year so it's like health and wellness personal development family and friendship and romance career finance and business and then it has like months with different affirmations oh babes that's so good that's so pretty not Thank to like go trumpet that is so nice it looks really thick as well it is it's a big it's a big hard it's a big beast of a asmr <laughs> july's affirmation <laughs> is i have infinite potential stunning i think that's personally just what i need by the way I'm feeling disconnected and I need I need it. Do you know, I think as well, right? And I'm gonna say this and like I hope this isn't too like by the way, I hope you can't hear my nephew start crying downstairs. Um probably because he wants to be involved in the pod and he can't. Um probs. Um I think see when you have a certain like if you're not as connected to your like really good like like soulmatey friends, like see recently, and I know this is probably a bit much for the podcast, but like I feel like we've not been as connected recently as well. Men we've been a bit off because we're yeah. both ill. Not with each other, by the way, just to add to no, the thing. No. I, be, I have been like, as I told you, I have just been not going on my phone for like half a day, mm, which like, is not like me. Yeah. But I think that impacts the wider, like, I think that impacts your sort of circle, though. Do you know what I mean? Because, like, well, you're the average of the five people you talk to most, aren't you? That's what they say. Yeah. So, like, because I'm obviously not talking to quite a couple of my like closest friends at the moment because of stupid reasons, um, but I don't feel that disconnect like I would do. Do you know what I mean? Like when we yeah. don't talk for a week. Yeah, it's yeah. Weird. You probably feel obviously feel the same way about Emma as well because I think you and Emma have got like a really like spiritual connection too. So like that with my friend Madeline as well. Like whenever we've lost contact for a couple of weeks, we both feel off because like life happens sometimes that just happens it does and it's so strenuous at the moment like such a i can't wait for next year i hope next year is like a real change in the universe it will be a change no question for 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 everyone by the way just to add not just for for little old me and you a a tory free year well that that is my biggest i'm so excited for that by the way like i can't wait for the general election like i want them done forever same and if anybody wasn't clear in our politics before now we're not Tories <laughs> we're, we're not Tories how could anyone like I know in the I guys know. in the guise of the Tory party that they are today how oh, I also don't I can't grasp anyone who's pro-Brexit and this is just where we are I we're very anti-Brexit pro-European people who anyway. believe that healthcare should be a right not a privilege anyway yeah, one hundred percent. So, um, oh, uh, quickly before we go on, I was in New York, guys. Oh my god, yeah, it was pure brilliant. The best part was uh, the Friends experience. I think it was amazing, and especially if you're a Friends fan, it had literally everything you could think of. It had Ross and Rachel's divorce papers. It had his feedback from Elizabeth when she calls him the hottie of the paleontology department. It has his armadillo costume, Chandler's pink bunny. It was just, it was amazing, and I got to sit on the bar calendars and it was just I had a coffee in Central Park it was amazing um but unfortunately I was also ill at that point however I traveled in first class 
and it was amazing. So, it did look good. Um, so that's our life updates. I know. I wish I had more exciting news, but I don't. The only thing I was going to speak to you about, actually, on off this is I was looking at road trips today across America because there's like a whole booking thing. There's this amazing thing that you can do where they, they do specific road trips mm. for you. There's, and there's routes, isn't there? There's like Route 66 comes to mind because that's the spooky one, but yeah. <laughs> but it looks so cool. And it turns to, I spoke to, about my, to my colleague today and he was like, I did that last year. He's like, I went from like LA to Las Vegas to da, 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 da. and I I thought you had to just do it yourself but he's like no like we did it through this company and he said it's really well organized mm. they organize the flights everything so I was like and you know what it's actually not that expensive it was like two two grand max it's business class an option I don't know babe maybe it's not to your high quality standards mind you because that's what I was thinking I was like I'd love there's to not a bed I don't want it I think they like organize all your staying as well, which is great. And That's I think good. it's like good. It's not like a, a skeezy motel where we all get like nits or something. Yes. Well, Shot. the reason I mentioned New York after mentioning Tory vibes is because n- this is absolutely nothing to do with anyone that I met there or anything like that. But the healthcare inequality was palpable. There's people there who obviously can't afford care and had really advanced health conditions that we are pretty fortunate in the UK that we wouldn't see because we have the NHS and I left just thinking we have got to do whatever we can to keep this NHS and stop the Tories running into the ground Mm. because it's what they want they want to privatise it and make it only for people who can afford it and it's just heartbreaking seeing somebody who was like I think they were in their like early 40s who couldn't walk from ulcers in their leg (gasps) horrendous like and they'd obviously tried to bandage them themselves because they can't afford to go to a doctor Oh, and because I was so ill, I went to go and see if I could just get antibiotics and stuff there. I have asthma. So I knew I needed steroids and antibiotics. And it was over $500. And I was just like, holy what? That fucking country, man. And they sit there and go like, oh, yeah, we're the land of the free and all this shit. And they've got the worst inequality in the world. Just, It's just awful that you can't phone an ambulance unless you afford can afford it. Fuck um, off. Terrible. Listen, anyone listening, because I know we have a lot of American listeners, we love you. Just come to the UK. Yeah, or get out there and try and God. change your legislators to have universal yeah. health care. Guys, it's not a rip-off. It actually helps society as a whole. And, like, just pay more taxes. It's not that bad. I pay... You I think the taxes to... are already quite high. Like, we just need to spend it on things that are... <laughs> the US pay the lowest taxes ever. I think it's like 8% some mental like that we pay like 40 50 percent for our salary yeah. so come on guys pay more taxes and vote for better people into your legislations we back you we back you but then again we're also guilty of that look at the nick of like westminster 100 percent. and most rational people want yeah. quality for everyone but anyway quality yeah Anyway, sorry about that, guys. Um, let's get into the episode. Um, so again, apologies. This has been a couple of weeks. Um, just busy with work, very, very ill, various other things. But one of the things that I was doing while prepping for this or thinking about the next episode that we were going to do was um, I am buying this year as a treat to myself and anyone that comes with me, a tent box. So did I tell you about this? So a tent box is, it's like a 
hard shelled tent thing and it's like a pop-up tent that goes onto the roof of your car and it's kind of like basically like changing your car into like a camper van oh my god that's unreal yeah it's so cool so uh it's about i think the one i'm going for is like 1500 or something but basically what you do is you order it you strap it onto the top of your car if your car is like mine i've got two you know the bits that you can put your bikes on and shit like that i've got those things strap and then yeah, strap on, yeah. Typical. <laughs> um and then um and then yeah, so I've been researching it, did all these things, and I really got into watching YouTube videos on solo camping and solo advice for if you're going camping and like what do's and don'ts and like things to look at. Now a recurring theme that kept coming up while I was watching all these amazing YouTubers doing like solo, like some of the women on there as well that do solo camping themselves, so brave. But some of the common themes, as you can imagine, is in some of their videos was my haunted night in this woodland, my ex- oh, crazy experience here, like blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't know. I think most people would be put off that. Like they'd be like, oh, watching videos but I don't know every video I watched I was like I was like I really want to start doing this like I want to go out and stay in a haunted woods and things like that so it is and most of the videos out there some of them are really great like for technical stuff if you're interested in camping but some of them were super scary like there was this one guy and by the way I messaged him to ask if I could reference him on here and I'll reference a couple of other youtubers but he's called Grizzly Gaz and he's like this and by the way here's another common thing I've noticed Every ghost hunter, every solo camper that I watched was all from the north or the midlands of England or Scottish. No one from the south. Because that's like camping 101 area. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Because, I mean, obviously they've got like fantastic like woodland and like hills, hill space, like like the the, the moors and like, you know, the Peak District and places like that and Snowdonia and Wales. But they were all like northerners. I loved it. But one of Grizzly Gaz's videos was super scary. He goes to like this like little, I think it's like a, a woodland that's kind of just off a little town. So people obviously go and do like dog walking and things like that during the day. But at night it should be pretty empty. And I think he was pretty confident that he wasn't, um, going to be troubled by anyone so it's not like where kids hang out or whatever because some of these videos kids were hanging out and causing mayhem and stuff um but you can hear he sets up his hammock or i think they call it a bivy or a biddy or something like that and he puts it between these two posts and stuff and as he's like getting set up he does like a walk around because he does like haunted tours as well and he's like on the bivy and like lying down and apparently in this woodland there's like a woman who you can hear crying in like the woodland area and I didn't know what the backstory was but basically people have heard her some some people have seen her and things like that anyway he's recording and you should check this out on his youtube by the way grizzly has you can hear this woman's voice just like whimpering in the background and it's like like for ages and ages he jumps yeah. out of his his thing. He's got his little dog that's cute as anything, and he's like going around with his like camera and with his lap. Can't find anyone. No one is there, and it just goes on and on. And it gets so bad that he literally packs up and leaves, and he can still hear it as he's packing up. I know it. It is actually spooky. So guys, check it out. It's a really really good um good video, and it actually had me had me going like. However. <clears throat> As part of this as well, I wanted to sort of like, let's start doing a little bit of research of where the most wanted places are that you can stay 
while camping in both in the UK specifically. If this was to go into the US, by the way, this would be like a ten hour podcast episode. Like yeah. we could do a podcast on on US camping sites alone. I'll, I'll, like Appalachian Mountains come up all the time and stuff like that for experiences there for walkers and things like that. But like there's so much so we need to do another episode on like on this to do with like US camping and stuff. But I'm going to take you through some of the main places that you want to avoid if you, or not avoid, if you're into this sort of thing, go there. If not, you know, don't go there. Avoid honey. Avoid it, honey, okay. So the number one haunted spot for wild camping is Pendle Hill. Location in Lancaster. Lancashire. Um, as you know, we did an episode on the Pendle Hill Witches a few weeks ago or a, couple, a month ago or so. So obviously we'll know the story about um, the 12 people that were executed and accused of witchcraft in that area. But on Pendle Hill, there's been like a lot of activity. Now, there was another YouTuber I watched as well who did camp on the hill on this particularly misty evening, which I would not do. And it was pretty freaky, y'all. So it's very popular with solo campers and just campers in general. Um, some of the ghostly activity that they've experienced on Pendle Hill completely is weird as hell. Um, on one occasion, while um, whilst carrying out a Ouija board experiment on P- P- Pendle Hill at the foundations of Mockin Tower, for our listeners, remember that Mockin Tower was where one of the families of the witchcraft, uh, that were accused of witchcraft, lived. Um, a tooth landed in the centre of the table. The shot, and um, this apparently shocked everybody concerned that was doing the Ouija board. And after having obviously checked to ensure that nobody in the group had lost a tooth, <laughs> um, and it was definitely human. I was left- just going to ask, is it a human tooth? But you did it. You said it. Oh my god! Um, everyone was totally freaked out. The tooth was identified as belonging to an adult of around forty years of age, and was in fact an an old tooth. This had only made us more determined to find out who or what was haunting Pendle Hill. So, they, yeah, people have experienced things like that. I think that was a separate group that had, had done that experiment. But when I read this, it reminded me of, remember in the, the witchcraft trials, someone found a tooth on Mockin Tower and brought it as evidence. So I was like, mm-hmm. Also, so I, Pen- just kicked, I kicked the chair, it wasn't the pump. It sounded like it. It sounded like a pump, actually. I think it was, guys. So, so yeah, so people, um, so, yeah, so uh, there's been other experiences, like, people have seen, like, sort of ghostly, like, effigies walking across the hill, weird sounds. I mean, obviously, stuff like that with the Ouija board. There's also been other, like, spiritual connections. So, Pendle Hill, guys, get fired in there. Also, like, it is quite tragic what happened to people there. Like, it's sad to think they've never escaped yeah and also there was an element of the pendle hill witch trial where or the the witches or people that were accused of being witches they were kind of involved in that kind of thing in a good way they were like you know healers and things like that but there was stuff that happened on the hill that would you people would affiliate with witchcraft you know what i mean like remember they were making like stick people and things like that to heal or whatever so there's a bit of mm, there is a bit of mystique about that yeah so the second occasion, or second location, which is also super, super popular, is Pluckley. You fucking love Pluckley. I fucking love Pluckley. Your and face just went to Wendy Williams' Hot Topics pout. 
you're like Pluckley. Pluckley. <laughs> and I'll tell you, I'll tell you why I love Pluckley, right? Um, as everyone should know, again, if you refer back to our earlier episode, and that was a super early episode we did Pluckley. I think it was one of your first. Yeah, you did. I love it. It's in Kent, guys. Um, one of the main, the whole village is considered haunted. But this is specifically where people go to camp. And there was a few videos I'll tell you, I'll tell you about in a minute. So Pluckley Screaming Woods are situated in Kent, and they're also known as the Daring Woods. If you remember an older episode, that was with the family that owned that area. The woods are located near to the small um village of Pluckley, which has been given the title of UK's most haunted village. Pluckley Village itself is said to house about twelve to fourteen ghosts in total. So the woods have been nicknamed as Screaming Woods, um, as there have been many reports of screaming in the woods, which are said to be from people who have gotten lost there and died over hundreds of years ago. Because if you remember when we did our, our research as well, there was lots of like murders and stuff and highwaymen over that period that would like boot people off and people would just die there. There's also, so there would be screaming in the woods, said to be from those people. There's also been many reports of footsteps in dense woodland. A ghost of a soldier is said to walk along the path. Um, The ghost of a suicidal army colonel of the 1700s dangles from a tree. There's also that teacher that supposedly killed himself, but I don't think that was in the woods. And then some people have seen marching soldiers through the woods. Um, So there's loads of really good youtube um solo camping vigils but this one girl she did like a she's like a prolific solo camper and like wild camping loves it she didn't even realize she was camping in daring woods she was by herself for two nights had her camper van which was stunning by the way um and but she decided to camp in again one of those like things that hang between two trees the the things the the hammock and her first night was so freaky. She heard footsteps. There was weird, like, sounds and things. And she's, like, a hardened camper. She was about to check out. And then the next day she's like, oh, God, yeah, last night was, like, that's a bit much and stuff. And I was thinking she's probably going to go. Nope. She stayed another night. Is she okay, hon? She, she is okay, but she didn't realise where she was until she Googled the woods the next day. And she's like, oh, fuck, I'm in the most haunted woods in, like, the whole of the country. Oh, can you imagine like woods and like campsites and stuff i just think they're so creepy at the best of times in the dark yeah i mean i was i i did one of my binges that night where i watched back after back after back a video and stuff and i was getting freaked out watching it on my phone i was like oh my god oh. i absolutely love the woods as well like i feel like you're the same like quite drawn to it but i wouldn't want to be by myself in the woods at night i love yeah totally agree i would go camping with like friends and stuff but even at camping with friends in the past i remember when me and fern went camping with a group of friends when we were like a teenager in the middle of the woods at night in january nah uh, fam why did you just do that oh because we're stupid children i think we were gonna think we we're gonna smoke weed or something and be dead kill but i remember thinking i wouldn't i would think twice about doing that now like i'm not kidding not with everything i read Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. 
Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juvederm.com. So that was there. Um, another location, which is said as a woodland area, which is said to be exceptionally haunted, is Canuck Chase. And that's located in Staffordshire. So I've never heard, some of these woodland I'd never ever heard of. I was like, oh my god. Place being really, really haunted. Yeah, not just haunted, by the way. So, and a cryptid. Mm-hmm. So, the wooded trails, heath, and valleys of Cannock Chase, Staffordshire, have been the site of many scary phenomena, and can possibly claim the title of Britain's creepiest place. This is according to one source that I've referenced. Um, they have never been to Hive on a Wednesday mm-hmm. night. Yeah, you've never been to Hive. God, I'll never be in Hive again. Isn't that mad? No, it's not a bad thing. I will also never be in Hive again. We'll never be in Hive again. Um, do you remember like... Oh, no. Anyway, um, so Canic Chase is rumoured to be a portal. It has supernatural um, creatures such as werewolves that have been spotted, black dogs thought to be demonic entities, UFOs have been spotted, and British big cats. So it's obviously a common theme there of big animals. Um, there, Somebody has even reported that they've seen a Bigfoot figure in the woods, woods there. Um, in the 1940s, a creepy pig man was seen and there are several claims of people seeing a black-eyed girl. People claim to hear her child, the child scream and they search for the child looking to see if they can help. And if they do find her, they see the girl as about 10 years old. Um, she appears to be human, but um, her eyes are completely black or have been completely removed. Apparently, she then giggles when you see her and disappears. Nope. It's a no from me. The black... I've heard of the pig man. I've heard of the pig man. Of... I think I um, the the black eyed girl also has been sighted over thirty years. So there's been constant things about her all over the joint. Apparently, um, over at the castle ring, a man saw a figure resembling Slender Man, nah. um, in the woodland. Um, when they saw he saw a tall black a tall figure 
um, in black approached the man. He apparently ran away. He later claimed um, that he wore a long Victorian overcoat, had red eyes and a mouth full of teeth that looked like razors. Oh, teeth uh, again. What is with teeth this episode? Yeah. <laughs> Castle Ring also has a really sinister reputation. It was once the home of a Celtic tribe known as the Cornville. They are believed to have performed satanic rituals and blood sacrifices on the hill. Um the whole thing about the guy and the so there's also another thing that someone mentioned in one of the things I was watching that the werewolf comes from a boy or a man or a young man or whatever who went to the hill and like wanted to or the forest sorry to sell his soul to become a werewolf and apparently the devil I love your eyes are like whatever babe uh, <laughs> like honey whatever honey um and apparently the devil himself as per usual turned up and was like okay i'll do this for you um but the guy was like he didn't get it he just like fucked himself over with the devil or whatever so that's where that comes from apparently but it has been cited by people um another really good uh youtube campy video haunty thing that i watched was from moxley's paranormal world and they were really good right they're really thorough they had all the devices and were going around and got some really really good like evidence but they also said that in the forest there's a guy who's notoriously bad for like you know how you get flashers in the 90s where they just like come out and like flash their willies and then run off yeah apparently he does that all the time in that woodland like people could be out camping or on a trail and he'll just like jump out a bush and show his willy and run away so they and they thought oh, he would Jesus. Can we just talk about the fact that guys do that incessantly to women online and it's cyber flashing, but that's acceptable. Cool. Anyway. I never thought of it like that when you get an unsolicited, unsolicited picture of a penis and like it's... It's so normalized, but you are cyber flashing someone. I didn't, like, we don't want to see that. In the 90s, you'd be arrested for that, guys. I'm just saying. And you will now. The laws have changed. Cyber flashing oh. is a crime. Y'all be arrested. Stop sending photos of your dick. Thank you. Why would anyone do that? Like, why do people think that's a good thing to do? It happens all the fucking time. Does it? It just happens to me as well, and I'm not even, I'm a lesbian. Mind you, I'll say one thing for women. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. One occasion in my entire life have I been sent an unsolicited vagina shot. And I don't think it was a woman, if I'm honest. I think it was somebody masquerading. Mm -hmm. I was disgusted. I was like, no thanks. What? Tell me who that was after this. Oh God, it was nobody. It was no one. I would actually. Yeah, I'll tell you after. Right. Okay. Great. So that is that was the very mysterious canic chase, and I think actually we should do a separate episode on that because there seems to be so much content there. It's unbelievable. So let's do that in the future. Um, another forest to consider for camping, you guys, is the haunted Epping Forest. The haunted history of Epping Forest is notorious so much so that most haunted my fave show ever carried out a live show there in 2003 um hoping to locate the ghost of dick turpin whom they believe they did get in contact with no (laughs) of course they did apparently derek was there um due to its reputation as one of the most haunted forests in england um ghost hunts are regularly held there throughout the year um as england um sorry as well-known ghosts like turpin are like drawing all the the folk that want to hear about the history of it and stuff like that blah blah they turn up um but there's been turpin sightings apparently throughout the years in epping 
Um, the Ghost of Boudicca, fabulous. Queen of the British Assini tribe of AD 60. She's believed to haunt the forest. There's lots of poltergeist activity um, and regular currents. Um, people have also been pushed or touched by unseen hands. Let's hope it's not that streaker again, just making his way across all just the forest. Dirty hands away from me. Get your dirty hands and your penis away. Thank you. Yes. Apparitions have been known to show themselves as well to people. On one occasion, a man was spotted wearing a tricorn hat and cape on a black horse and was walking through the forest. Um, at the Wake Arms Roundabout, the headless apparition of a biker and a horse-drawn coach has been seen in the dead of the night. Um, there's also a troubled spirit who sadly um, in nearby roads has jumped out in front of cars um, and also the drivers catch the ghost's eye before they like hit them or whatever and then they disappear. There's also a ghost of a young girl who's reportedly drowned near the King's Oak pub which is near the forest and there's also like all places in England and here there's a hangman's hill. Um, on the Hangman's Hill, there's been reports of an apparition of a man being seen in the wooded area. There's terrifying screams around this area. If you leave your car in neutral on the hill, your vehicle will appear to roll upwards towards the tree that's <gasps> been hanged. Mad, That's eh? wild. There's something in Ireland like that as well, isn't there? Where, like, you can take a car off a hill. I think there must be. There's definitely one in America. I remember a Ghost Adventures episode. Where apparently they, 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 they will have wee handprints of school children trying to save the school bus or something from getting hit. Oh, anyway. yeah. I forgot about Do that. you know what I mean? Yeah, I've, yeah, I know the way because they put the handprints in the back of their cars. I'm sure there's a uh, Ghost Adventures episode on that one. Mm-hmm. Love a bit of Zach. Um, mm. So that's Epping for us, guys. So I think we're going to, we should take a trip down there at some point. Um, but closer to home for you now, Bally Bowley Forest in Atrum, Northern Ireland. Antrim. How do you say it? Antrim. What did I say? Antrim. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I'm so anglified, obviously. Apologies, guys. <laughs> Too much anus for you. <laughs> Too much anus for me. Um, Bally Bowley Forest is regularly recalled as the site of the ancient druid practices and ritual sacrifices, like pure everywhere over there. Um, tales of Bally Bowley Forest credit the woodland with tales of there's hooded figures. Um, so like monkey type of like uh, what do you call them? What's the things that pagans are, druids and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also weird formations in the stones, and there is trenches that run through the plantation in the woodland. Um, which has also had garnered some like sinister reputation. It has something to do with like all the wider stuff that goes on. There's lots of things like weird ghostly sightings there amongst all the other like monks that are cutting about or whatever so that is a scary forest again check out dark arts tv that's a i'm really sure good friend of the podcast emma went there oh really i wouldn't be surprised we should go there it sounds spooky yeah um only a couple of more and then i'll go into the, some of the spooky things that were on a forum i was reading earlier um so rothy murchis forest and the iron bridge in aviemore so this is a beautiful part of the world, by the way, guys. It's in Scotland. It's Aviemore. Everyone loves it there. Um, it's an excellent walking route, but obviously you can camp pretty much everywhere in Scotland, but this is one. Um, in the forest itself, there is lots of weird um, 
ghostly sightings, but one is of the Burley clan chief. Um, he's said to be a powerful warrior. He's over six foot tall, or so he says in his bio, um, with a twisted smile whose spirit is believed to wander deep within the forest, challenging those he encounters to a battle. If you do happen to come across him in your Sunday morning ramble, um, it's worth remembering that accepting this challenge means he will he will never let you go. So run away because you might disappear in the woods forever. Have I been single too long? I'm like, he'll never let me go. That's so cute. I know. <laughs> what a precious thing to say. I'm I was like, oh my God. Kind of... Oh my God, stop. Oh my God, stop. No, you hang up first. <laughs> oh my God, haunt me. <laughs> so bad. The the last one, guys, is of the woodsy woods that you need to either avoid or run to is the Witchwood Forest in Oxfordshire, England. It's a bit further down than we like. It's not in the Midlands. Visitors to Witchwood Forest have reported being touched by a ghostly presence and have apparently seen visitors of a horse. This horse-drawn cart is like on tour. A horse-drawn cart carrying a pair of weeping children. That is so sad. That is sad. Also, why? Why why are they weeping? Um, The 500 hectare woods are former royal hunting grounds and were only inhabited by the something or other. No, the Haste tribe. The tribe lent their name to the earlier Old English name of forest, Hoyunsidwudu. Sorry if I said that wrong, guys. Which means wood of a tribe called Hwais. So yeah, that's all the forests. Oh my god, it's so okay. So as part of this as well, I um had a wee look on it's quite hard to find Reddit stories in this country about like UK hauntings. Like there's just we mm-hmm. don't seem to use like Reddit that as much as the Americans do, but I did find a camping forum which was for people who like hiking, walking, blah blah blah. Um I did take a note of it, but I'll reference it in our um in our notes for this episode because I think it's important to go and reference these things. Um so the good thing is on Reddit actually there was someone who was active recently and talking about wild camping in the UK and this was from Judo Chop. This is a month ago. So the question was, what's the scariest or spooky experience that you've had while camping in the UK or wild camping or solo camping or what have you? So, Judo Chop 1 writes, I get the heebie-jeebies camping, so I tend to stay up until the sun's gone, keeping watch if anyone pops up. That's the thing about camping, by the way. See, when you do go camping, you don't actually worry about a ghost or a monster or a werewolf. You're like, I hope some drunk guy or drunk person doesn't turn up and stab me through my tent. Yes, or if you're in America or Canada or elsewhere, bears. Or bears. Yeah, thank God. Yeah. Thank God we do not have bears. Um, terrifying. terrifying. Um, th- that was a point to make, by the way. See, on the YouTube videos I watched that were like the Americans, they just pure go out into the woods and don't care about bears. They've got like bear spray. And I'm like... It's actually wild. And like, I was listening to a podcast. It was, I think it was Sinisterhood, um, one of their extra ones. And they were talking about this guy who had been asleep in his tent woke up to a bear eating his head and he had to get like stitches in all of his scalp this same person went on to be bitten by a cobra and bitten by a shark and that like the chances of this happening are one 26 trillion or something like that 
Jesus, how unlucky. Also, he must be putting himself in pure crazy positions. But he was just like surfing on holiday and he went camping and stuff like that. But even like, even when we watched Housewives, uh, when they were in Lake Tahoe, like Lake Tahoe, like there's bears everywhere. And they're like, you have to sleep on the other things because bears will come in the window. That is not for me. That's not for me <laughs> at all. I would I'm- take the ghosts any day. Yeah, I would take a ghost over a bear trying to eat me, like for sure. Yes. Um, so Judo Twill writes the worst wild camping has been animals that just come along sniffing I stayed at Cor Fionnura I'm sorry Scottish people Fionnurach Bothy earlier this year though just as it was getting dark I was stood outside weather was fairly calm and clear at one point I swear I could see people walking southbound in the distance I tracked them until they disappeared as the track dipped by the river I stood a good half hour expecting them nobody showed up I eventually went in shut the door made sure it was closed properly and went to bed in the middle of the night the door could be heard opening up not slow not fast as if someone was peeping but as if someone was peeping in to gauge if there was any life in the bothy i called out but heard nothing back no footsteps i grabbed a torch and went down and the door was fully opened out i swear i had shut it up fully but i guess not i had a look at the bottom rooms quickly then back to bed no one was there i was a bit spooked that happens like so much in bothies you know yeah bothies man bothies aren't wild <laughs> um so this is um this is from zombie 1146 this is also a month ago i'm a wild camper too and i've had a couple of strange encounters i was camping in an abandoned lead mine in the yorkshire dales with my mate sitting outside about 10 30 i'd guess watching the stars and moon and looking for other wild campers in the surrounding um countryside um, and looking for wild wild campers in the surrounding countryside we spotted a pinprick of a light moving on a hill on the other side of the valley several miles away we quickly identified the light as a late night hiker as it moved across and down the hill so slowly it was barely perceptible we watched this light move down and and across the valley and we could see a slight movement the slight movements get bigger it was clearly a head torch moving we watched it get closer and closer and grew slightly perturbed when it suddenly um, seemed to be a few hundred yards away it had gained it it had it had gained too much ground it didn't make sense it was heading in our direction when it disappeared when I say it disappeared, I don't mean it disappeared in a poof. It just seemed to move behind something and we never saw it again. We tried to reason what we saw and guessed it was a trick of perspective distance. Um, and it was a late night hiker had happened to walk close to us, saw our head torches and changed direction to avoid us. If it was a trick of perspective, it was a good one. There's no way it could have gained so much distance on us so quickly. They've also put... Another weird moment was on my first solo camp. I was camping in a bog in a moor at top of a fell. I was chilling watching a movie and saw a little light flickering red and green on the horizon. I watched it for a while and reasoned that it must <clears throat> it was a star that had um they had a piece of foliage it had a star that had a piece of foliage moving in the breeze 
um, and in um in the foreground creating the effect like walking past a fence in the sun. Soon enough, it disappeared. Then an hour or so later, the light appeared again, but wasn't flickering. It was clearly a wild camper, mystery solved. I woke up in the morning and looked to find the camper. There is no way it could have been another camper, as that as what I thought was on the horizon was miles away. It was perhaps 150 yards away. So that's something I can't explain. So basically someone was, no one was there the next day when they woke up and it was only 150 yards away. People see like, people um have put on this as well, they see spooky lights all the time. Mm, that's weird. There's something about, there's something about like lights that are quite spooky, isn't there? Yeah, that is a weird one. Um, Here's another quick one. Lanky Man, and this is actually from the UK Hill Walking Forums. That's what it was. I'll send a link into the, our, our little show notes and stuff. You want to check some stuff out? Many, it's just from Lanky Man. Many years ago, my ex-partner and I were overnighting in a, sh- a shooting hut in the Dales. The Yorkshire Dales, that is, guys. Oh, it was very- Yorkshire Dales. <laughs> Yorkshire Dales. It was very cold and I could only sleep fitfully, um, sleep fitfully due to a too thin sleeping bag. I don't know that expression. It must be an English thing. At an early hour in the morning, we both heard something rumbling along the track just outside the door. It sounded like a heavy laden hand cart with wooden wheels. I know that that's like as I used to see. I know what that sounds like because I used to see fruit barrows um, on the dock road in Liverpool as a kid. Both of us heard it and wondered what it uh, what it was because neither of us got up to investigate. The track accessed some disused lead mines further along, so we reckon it was some ghostly miner pushing a barrow to work and still st- um, seeking to out for a lucky strike, basically. A weird one. Shall I do one more? One more. I've got a couple as well on Reddit. Cool. Many years ago, I was camping with some friends in the North Lees campsite and walked into Hather Sage of the fields past St. Michael's Church for dinner and drinks in the Little John. Rolled out of the pub at closing time and retraced our steps back to the past the pub and up towards the campsite. On the way past the pub, we passed the ruined remains of an old wall with a gate and, a, and continued um, on towards the campsite, <clears throat> or so we thought. I'm pretty sure it was my birthday that weekend, and yes... We'd had a few and were a bit merry, but not drunk. And it was dark and a little bit misty. But sometime after passing the aforementioned ruins, we ended up back at them. Now, all of us would swear we hadn't turned back at any point and we definitely had been heading uphill the whole time. But there we were, back to where we started. By then, we'd sobered up a bit and then finally found the path, had another bash and made it back to the the campsite without further mishap. We still have no idea how we managed to find ourselves back at the ruins, but a couple of groups still mention it even to this day. It's weird. I've got quite a lot, actually, but I'll stop there and I'll hand over to you, honey. Okay. So I have a few stories. They're American, I believe. Um, But let me just read them out. So, during the, the pits of Reddit, Got some spooky camping stories. I don't have any personal camping stories because I'm not really a camper. That's a shame. Although I think I would like to. I think it would be really nice to be at one with nature 
without the spooky ghosts and stuff like that. Do you know what mm. I mean? So this is in a Reddit forum by Prepping Kangaroo and it is what are your personal camping horror stories? So some might be ghosty, some might not, but we're going to go with it. So Easy Peasy 303 writes, my parents and I got lost in Grand Gulch for two days. On the tail end of a five-day trip, we were exiting the canyon. The route seemed a lot more difficult than we anticipated. We knew there would be a faint trail, if any, but once we crested the rim, <laughs> rim we found out that we were way off course. Knowing the general direction that we needed to head, <laughs> sorry, I'm still laughing at rim, um, we started walking. Sorry. This so bad. And conserving water as much as we could, having left multitude of water pockets in the canyon below us. We slept that night under a pinion pine and shared our last couple of power bars, hoping to find some source of water the next day in an open desert. After a few miles the next morning, we finally came upon a faint road that came more pronounced as we went on. This road brought some good feelings knowing we stashed a shuttle bike for someone to ride the last eight or so miles to the van. Finally, we got to the bike cache and my stepdad hopped on as a rainstorm rolled in. After a half hour or so, it turned to full downpour, which was great because we were thirsty as fuck. After walking what felt like for an eternity and wondering where the hell our damn ride was, we walked into this primitive ass empty parking lot where we see my stepdad tearing through it, trying to get it started. There was a dead battery. We ended up hiking through thick mud another six miles to try and flag someone down. We ended up catching the eye of a ranger out patrolling who got us a tow. That was the most haunting thing for an 11-year-old I've been through. <laughs> Weird. It's even in ghosts. Um, I've got another good one. You go. So... This is again from the forum, and this was in a reply to one of the early ones. So I didn't catch the guy's name, but again, I'll link it in our show notes, guys, if you want to go and read the forum yourselves. My dad went for a walk, and this is more about walking. But my dad went for a walk on Ogden, um, from Og- Ogwen Cottage in the winter of 1951. It was cold, a wet day, and grey clouds. The hills were empty of people. He was on his own, but walking past Lynn Bochwind. He noticed a tent and a man standing outside it. They met up and fell into walking together over Bristley Ridge and then west over Glider Fach and Glider Four. It was blowing hard and they spoke very little. They met no one. They descended down off Glider Four and approached the top of the Devil's Kitchen Cliffs. To um, my dad, my dad made to go down them. The man became very anxious and strange in manner at that point. He refused to descend that way. My dad, being cold and wet and wanting to get back to Edwell Cottage, quickly said, OK, I'll see you later, and he descended. When he got to Edwell Cottage, he was greeted by the warden. My dad told him um, where he had been. He said, did you, uh, did you see the tent by Lynn Bochlund? The warden asked. Yes, I have been walking with the man from that tent all day, but he wouldn't come down um, the kitchen cliffs. So we said goodbye there. Um, we haven't seen another soul. We hadn't seen another soul that day. The warden went a little pale and said, "No, that is not possible. That man died yesterday. How, where, 
asked my dad. He fell over the devil's kitchen cliffs, replied the warden. I've got a couple of wee creepy ones. The first one's really quick. And it's not ghosty, but it's creepy. Um, This guy writes, Magnus Forty writes, I was camping in the woods one weekend. When I got up in the morning, someone had made a cup of tea and partially drank it and had left it out next to my fire. I was solo camping. The next one is a ghosty one that I've been reading. So this is by somebody yellow slash red. So they've said, my girlfriend at the time and I went camping five hours away from home for her birthday and our anniversary. We made the trip the day after a big storm passed through. We left the town early and got up there early afternoon. The guy at the entrance to the campgrounds mentioned there was no one else staying there that weekend given the storm. So we were like, oh yeah, this is going to be sick. That was my inner American. (laughs) First, we drove down these long pathways to our designated area. As you got closer to it, the road narrowed. So basically you had to back out to get out. We unloaded the car, got the tent set up and decided to go walk around the woods. It was dead silent, but it was still bright out. So we just took in the nature and walked a few miles away. We reached this point in the woods where some weird looking white cabins were. They all appeared very uniform, all built in the exact same way. I guessed they were part of the camping grounds, but they seemed way out of the way and there was no signs of any life. It felt easy to be at it like we shouldn't be able to be there. So we turned around and we walked back. We took a breather in the tent and then we started a fire in the fire pit. Unfortunately, neither of us had been camping before and we had no idea how to start a fire. We had brought some of those self-lighting logs from Walmart and some lighter fluid. But everything around us was absolutely soaked to the bone from the rain that had passed through the day before. We knew we needed kindling of some sort, but any dry sticks or leaves were far and few between. Eventually, we got a small fire going and ate hot dogs and marshmallows and spent some time looking at the stars. We noticed just how dark it was out there. My girlfriend was easily spooked and said, can we get into the tent now? So we put the fire out and crawled into the tent. We were talking to each other, but I could tell she was tense. Suddenly, she put her hand over my mouth and was like, shh, do you hear that? Before I could respond, we heard footsteps heavy footsteps it sounded like a group of people walking i whispered to her it's probably just animals or something but then we heard mumbling low mumbling i couldn't make out words but it wasn't a sound an animal could make the words were hushed and non-elaborated and we sat in silence staring at each other in the dark for what felt like forever the mumbling got louder as did the footsteps until it sounded like they were right outside of our tent we both froze I didn't think either of us were actually breathing. And then, silence. We waited and waited and waited. I'm not sure how much time passed. Eventually, my girlfriend said, we have to get to the car. Our adrenaline was pumping, so I peeked out of the tent into the darkness and told her to stay behind me. And we bolted to the car. I locked the doors and she was like, what the fuck was that? We can't stay here. No one's here but us. And listen, side note, I agree. Mm Mm-hmm. I kept looking around for any signs of life, but we were completely alone. I looked at her and said, okay, we're going to grab our stuff. You stay in the car. We had only our ice chest and our tent left out. I hopped out, ran, grabbed the ice chest and tossed it into the back seat. As I turned around to go and get the tent, I heard those footsteps closing in again. 
In a moment of pure terror, I yanked the tent, wrapped tarp around it, slung it over my shoulder like some panicked Santa Claus, and shoved it into the trunk. I didn't say anything when I got into the car except, do we have everything in there? My girlfriend said yes, and I floored it in reverse out of that camping area. We came to a fork in the road that went in six different directions. I asked my girlfriend if she remembered which path we came down to get in here, and she didn't. We chose a random one and ended up in a different camping spot. I cursed under my breath and slammed it into reverse again. Then I noticed from the angle we had exited from, I could see a main path back to the gate, thanks to a small sign behind an overgrown bush. As we hightailed it out of there, I noticed there was one single small green light out in the woods to our right where we had been camping before. We drove the entire five hours back to our hometown in the middle of the night and crashed on the couch at 4am. We have never, ever talked about that trip again and we've never camped since. God, that's so freaky. That's a great way to end, babes. Spooky, 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 spooky. So safe to say that it's a it's a maybe for next year for our wild camping exploits on haunted grounds. Uh, so join us next week for our is this place <laughs> camping workshop. <laughs> you would love it. Join us next week. No, but seriously, no, it's not for me. But it is for me. But it isn't for me. We could do something. We'll see if I get a pop tent thing and maybe Emma can come over and maybe Adele. Let's do it for fun. Yeah, we'll do that. But that was a great episode, babes. Loved it. Very mm. interesting. Yes. Thanks everyone that joined us this week. Sorry again for the delay, but um, we will be back. When will we be back? We will be back in a couple of weeks. So it'll be the last Friday of not only the year, December. Wait, I said that the wrong way around. <laughs> not only December, but the year. The year. That way around is what I meant. Uh, so yeah, we'll be back then. I will be doing an episode then, and um, I can't remember what my episodes. Are. Oh yes, I can remember what my episodes are. Should I should I say it now? Yeah, give them a give them a tease. I'm gonna do it on Jack the Ripper. Oh, <gasps> amazing! In the White Chapel in Victorian London. So yeah, get ready to be spooked. Here to be spook guys and then you'll see us in the new year with new episodes coming fortnightly as always we will see you in a couple of weeks time and yeah thanks for listening guys and as always rate and review us takes mere seconds guys but it helps your girls out definitely does and we look forward to speaking to you then have a good build up to christmas guys well have a good christmas because it'll be a couple of weeks so have a lovely christmas guys have a lovely christmas and we'll see you you for the year Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.